What is up, guys? It is Quinn here back with the Fantasy Playmakers. And today I'm going to be going through my last set of late round targets. So I've already talked about the running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. Today I'll be talking about some of my favorite late round tight end targets. And I feel like the tight end position actually may be the most important slot to be looking for late round targets because every single year we find tight ends that are going in the later rounds or even end up undrafted. And they end up finishing as like mid to high end tight end ones. We know the tight end position is very scarce, and typically if you want one of those top guys, you're going to have to spend a second, third, fourth round pick that is premium draft capital, but if you're able to kind of go out there, do the research, and kind of locate some of these late round guys who end up being you know, mid-round tight end ones, you're saving yourself a lot of value that you're going to be able to spend at the running back or the wide receiver position early on, and that can really set your roster up for some success. So just looking back at the last few years, some of these tight ends who were going in the later rounds. Last season, the best example was Dalton Schultz. I mean, he was probably undrafted in most leagues. You had other guys like Zach Ertz, Pat Fryermuth, who kind of flashed towards the end of the season, more like back-end tight end ones. 2020, you saw TJ Hawkinson, Robert Tanyan. Both those guys finished as mid-tier tight end ones. And then 2019 was a pretty solid example. You had guys like Mark Andrews, Austin Hooper, and Darren Waller. All those guys put together really, really solid seasons. So that is why it is important to be on the lookout for these late round guys. And today I'm going to be going through three different tight ends that I like in the later rounds, going like round 12 or later. And the first guy I want to talk about here is going to be Robert Tunyon. He's being drafted as the tight end 14, round 12. And really this is kind of just due to his situation here. The Packers pass catching work is just up for grabs all over the place. And when you're looking at the returning wide receivers and tight ends that the Packers have, Robert Tanyan actually has the highest scoring season at 11 points per game. I'm not including Randall Cobb's previous run with the Packers because obviously it's a very different player there. But when you're looking at all these wide receivers in that room, Alan Lazard, you have Randall Cobb who was there last year, you have some young guys, Amari Rogers, players like that. Robert Tanyan has the highest scoring season of any of those guys at 11 points per game. And he had that in his breakout in 2020, finished as the tight end six in points per game. I really liked him coming into the uh, 2021 season, even though he was very touchdown dependent. I thought he could kind of take that next step with the volume. He didn't. He was wildly disappointing, really bad, was totally droppable until he ended up tearing his ACL. But he should be ready to go week one. Looks like he's kind of ahead of recovery. So that is good to see. But what we know about Aaron Rodgers is that he is typically a quarterback who kind of has a little bit of difficulty connecting with new weapons. When you see the Packers' top guys, they didn't come in as rookies and automatically dominate. They kind of developed for a few years, built up that chemistry, and then they really started to perform at a high level. So when you're looking at some of these new veterans coming in, or even a guy like Christian Watson, who was drafted like early second round, there's no guarantee those guys come in and take over right away. And so for the Packers right now, looking at kind of like their mainstays, the guys who have the best chemistry with Rodgers, it would be Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and Robert Tanyan. Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb are not stud wide receivers. Those guys are not going to come close to the Devontae Adams target share that he left behind. So I feel like if this offense is going to succeed, they're going to have to rely on a ton of weapons. There's going to be a few wide receivers getting work. The running backs are going to be involved. I think Robert Tanyan will be very involved in this offense. And when you're looking at wide receivers, it's tough to get fantasy production out of wide receivers in a very like spread out offense 
with a lot of diverse target options, but for the tight end position, you're not counting on the same volume, right? Like the tight end point scores are way lower than wide receiver. So you can kind of get away with that if it's kind of a committee offense, because I still think this is going to be a good offense. I feel like LaFleur and Rodgers are going to figure it out. Even if they don't have the big names, there's going to be touchdown opportunities. We know he can put up solid touchdown numbers. So if he gets a little bit of luck in that touchdown department, can maybe take some of the volume that was left by Devontae Adams, I would not be surprised to see him kind of finish up the season as like a back-end tight end one. The second late-round tight end I'm looking at is going to be Albert O. Not trying to say that full last name. Albert O from the Broncos going off the board as the tight end 16 round 12 pick. So same kind of range as Robert Tunyon. It looks like he's going to step up this year and be the tight end one for the Broncos. He's been slotted behind Noah Fant the last two years. So they actually had a pretty solid tight end room there, but Noah Fant was the veteran. He had been a producer. So he was, you know, locked behind Fant, seemed fair, was still getting some opportunities, but was never a guy who was actually going to be fantasy relevant, you know, with Noah Fant in the lineup. And Alberto is kind of a weird example here because he kind of never had like elite college production, really hasn't done much in the NFL. But the upside here with Alberto stems from that elite athleticism. We've already seen the head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, come out, say they want to move him all around. I believe he described him as like a moving tight end. So he wants him on the line. He wants him in the slot. He wants him out wide. He wants him in a bunch of different spots, which I think is smart. If you have someone that versatile, that athletic, you want to move him around. And that is obviously great for his fantasy production. When you're looking at the fantasy tight ends who kind of consistently finish as high-end tight end one options, those elite guys, almost every single one of them is a top-tier athlete. You don't see many like average tight end athletes who end up having that elite fantasy ceiling. So it's nice that, you know, he has that potential upside if everything clicks. And then that, you know, going along with the addition of Russell Wilson just gives this offense a higher ceiling. So if Alberto can make a leap in his, you know, development as a player, along with this better offense, I really feel like he could make a splash. It's possible that this is like kind of a jump year. And then if everything clicks the next season, then he could really take that next step. So I'm not saying here at tight end 16, he's going to turn into like Travis Kelsey. I know it's not going to happen, but I feel like if you get him on this jump, he could be the tight end nine, tight end 10. And then you also kind of have a heads up for next year that he could be a really solid pick. And now moving on to the third and final late round tight end. This is where I have Cole Komet. He's being drafted as the tight end 17, kind of like a late round 12 pick, early round 13. And I really feel like he has an opportunity to take a massive step this season. He had minimal production his rookie year, took a solid step in year two, nothing crazy, average 7.1 PPR points per game, was the tight end 24 in points per game. So it's not like he was super reliable fantasy option last season, but he was actually a top 12 tight end in terms of receiving yards. The problem was he had zero touchdown upside. And by zero touchdown upside, I mean he scored zero touchdowns, which was pretty wild given the amount of volume he received and just overall yardage. But from what I've seen, there was two main factors for that low or non-existent touchdown numbers. The first is that the Bears only threw for 16 touchdowns. 16 touchdowns in 17 games is horrible. That's like the fourth fewest in the NFL. So just straight up, there weren't that many opportunities. The second reason was that Jimmy Graham was more of their kind of, you know, goal line guy. He was the red zone option. Obviously, Jimmy Graham has been a stud throughout his career. Later on in his career, he's been more of like a just trying to get touchdowns, manufacturing, you know, those jump balls for him. 
So he was the guy in the red zone. Komet didn't get a ton of those opportunities. So Jimmy Graham scored three touchdowns. You might be saying like three touchdowns doesn't seem like a ton. You know, is he really taking away that much production? That was the second most receiving touchdowns on the team behind Darnell Mooney with four. So when you don't have many touchdowns in the first place, someone taking three of them, especially your position, that's going to be a pretty big deal. So Jimmy Graham is now gone. Cole Komet is clearly the guy going into year three. We see a lot of tight ends start slow. Then they're able to take that jump, you know, year three, year four. That's where they really take that big progression. The Bears are lacking at pass catchers. Their weapons are not good. So I feel like if Cole Komet just takes a little bit of a jump as a player, I could see him just using all this volume to get his way to a top 10 tight end season, even if he doesn't have like a 8-10 touchdown season, which I feel like we should not be banking on. He could be a guy who gets 110 targets and turns those target numbers into like 900 yards, and then he's a really solid fantasy option at the tight end position. So those are my three late round guys. Just to run through them again, Robert Tanyan, Alberto, and then Cole Komet. Let me know who you guys have as your late round tight end targets. Who are your kind of your sleepers at the position? Let me know down below in the comment section. I'll make sure to respond back to every single person. But as always, thank you guys for stopping by. Stay until the end of the video and I'll see you guys in the next one.